Hi everyone, Isha here. Just wanted to let you know you can find us on Twitter at OshiokioPod. I wanted to also thank Barbara Daly for the art that she's provided for this podcast. And lastly, I wanted to apologize for any weird noises that you may hear in the background during the episode. Bear with us, we're doing our best. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Welcome to Oshiokyo, our Sailor Moon podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Isha, and in this episode, we'll be talking about Sailor Jupiter, Kina Makoto. So the first thing when it comes to analyzing Sailor Jupiter is to look at her name like we have for the others. Her last name is Kino, which are made up for the kanji for tree or wood. And the second kanji no is field. Her first name is written in hiragana instead of in a kanji form. But there is, there are kanji that are read as makoto and one of them um, is read as trust or sincere. The translation of that kanji. Curiously enough, uh, her name was not the initial name that she wanted to, that Naoko Takeiji wanted to give her. Her initial name was going to be Mamoru. So Makoto and Mamoru are both unisex Japanese names. And considering... And obviously Mamoru... Oh, yeah, I was saying, obviously Mamoru was the name of uh, the love interest instead. Right, and so Mamoru, like, we'll talk more about it with his episode, but Mamoru means to protect. Like, literally... Mamoru is to protect. Mm. And so the fact mm. that both um, her first name and her, that her first name, if if you pick that kanji, could read trust or sincerity, and also that Mamoru was uh, a name that was considered for her actual name, um, I think really lends to the whole, you know, she, this sort of tough, girl sort of persona where she's kind of more masculine than the others because she has those she has the stereotypical manly abilities right yeah as far as her her physical i mean her strength Mm -hmm. goes yeah uh she's such an interesting mix of traditional masculine and traditional feminine Mm -hmm. because she's she's the one who is physically strongest like she can throw down and she does throw down when she has to but she also likes to bake, and she likes flowers, and she likes pink. She does. She has... I really love that one of the details for her is that she has these rose earrings. Because mm-hmm. physically she looks like a Yankee. And so in Japan, like, a Yankee is basically like a gangster. <laughs> like a punk kid gangster, right? Yeah. It's not like... Like a kid gangster. The adult form. Yeah, it's not like Yakuza Yeah. Sh- stuff it's just like yankee um i mean we say kid stuff but like it's the same sort of thing like when a kid joins a gang in the u.s you know like there's they still commit crimes it's just not on like an organized level right so like a, a yankee in japan would be like a juvenile delinquent yeah exactly they ditch school they smoke they drink if sleep around yeah if you if you try to they fight if you try to leave like they'll beat you up you know like you have to try to leave the group i'm yeah if you try to leave the group and so the way she looks she has a longer skirt so her 
school uniform is different from, even though she attends the same school as Isagi and Ami, she doesn't wear the uniform of the school because she's a transfer student. She's like, the uniform doesn't fit. And because school uniforms are Mm. actually quite expensive and she's kind of like a middle of the year transfer student, she's probably like, uh, it costs a lot for me to transfer here. I can't afford the, the suit. The ones you have don't fit me. And uh-huh. while now uh, Japan is making making it so that um, girls can wear boys' uniforms, basically that they can wear, they can also wear trousers instead of always having to wear skirts uh, and having accommodation so that girls are more comfortable, or at least oh, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's these are very recent developments. That's awesome. But the reason it doesn't fit is because she's so tall. She's so right? tall. She's five foot six. She's five foot six as a middle school student. And so I think the average height for a woman in wow. Japan is like five foot to five foot two. And like five foot six is like the average height for a guy. Wow. So she's tall. She's got this long skirt, which is longer than most um, school uniform outfits. And the long skirt is very typical of like the Yankee um she has brown wavy hair uh she looks tough and like also her her uniform top is a little bit shorter so that like if she were to stretch up it would lift up a bit and so um that's also like a hallmark of yankees is that their their skirts are long but their short but their shirts are a little short they're cropped yeah Yeah. it's not to the point that it's actually fairly short too i noticed yeah it's not to the point where, like, it's actually cropped, but, like, more... Well, I'm trying to think. The summer uniform top is shorter, but the winter uniform top is uh-huh. longer. Something I was watching recently, and uh, don't quote me on this because I'd have to actually look up the source, mm-hmm. was talking about the Yankee girl um, aesthetic of, of um, like, the 90s. Yeah. And they were saying that they would actually intentionally crop the tops. Yes. So, that's neat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's interesting that they would do a super long skirt and then a crop top. I just wonder sometimes, like, how those styles get started. I mean, someone tries it out, other people think it looks cool, and suddenly it becomes the uniform. Becomes the thing, yeah. yeah. But I, I do like how... so. Some of the characters, their hair is just the aesthetic. So, like, Ami-chan has short blue hair, but nobody ever comments on it as though it's dyed. But uh, Makoto, as I can recall, she's the only character whose hair really gets taken into question. Because when she signs up there, as I recall, like, one of the teachers is kind of giving a hard time. Like, you're not wearing the right uniform, your hair is permed, and your hair is dyed. And um, she's like, no, this is this curl's natural. Mm-hmm. And the I was going to wear the uniform, but it doesn't fit. So I wore my old uniform. But she's, like, so tall that he's, like, intimidated by her. Yeah, he, she, she has and, to lean down to look at him. And he's kind of... Yeah, she's, like, leaning. <laughs> and he's looking up at her. He's like, eh. <laughs> and she's not being aggressive. She's just like... I am trying to follow the rules. This is my natural curl. And I'm just too tall for your uniforms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Japanese people in general don't have wavy or curly hair. 
And you'll mm-hmm. if you look at all of the other characters in Sailor Moon, she's the only one with wavy hair. That's true. So while yeah. the color is not necess- so while the color being pointed out is more for like the reader to kind of identify as like she could be a troublemaker, um the the perming your hair would definitely not follow school rules because there's def because there's lots of rules about your uniform but also your hair, your nails, makeup, earrings, that sort of thing. Yeah. But she's so tall. <laughs> but there's nothing you can do about that. She's just tall. She's just very tall and she's very strong. And um, yeah, I, that really leans into her sun sign and her blood type. And I just want to say, because Naoko Takeuchi had to do so much of this in such a crunch time, the amount of detail she was at able to put in the backgrounds of these characters is really impressive because mm-hmm. her sun sign is Sagittarius, yeah. which is ruled by Jupiter. Her blood type is O, which is like Usagi's. She's O negative. Both of them are O negative. This is brought up in an episode in season one, I think, when um, uh, their classmate is one of the uh, seven great Yoma, one of the rainbow crystal holders. Um, yeah. Was it in this season or was it the next season? I'm not sure. It's fine. Anyways, it gets brought up in the series. So, what gets? Her, I'm sorry, you lost me there. Her what blood, gets brought her up? blood type. Oh, her blood yeah. type. Okay, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I went on a real long way around to basically say never mind. <laughs> uh, but her sun sign is. That's okay. That's what editing yeah, is for. Her sun sign is Sagittarius, <laughs> which is ruled by Jupiter, uh, and her blood type is O. So, typos are optimistic, agreeable, romantic, and good at communicating feelings. Sagittarians are generous, idealistic, funny, impatient, blunt, and honest. And I don't know what kind of research she would have had to do to know all of these things. I don't know what the availability of, like, Western astrology was in Japan. Clearly it had to exist because um, the anime does uh, have plots where fortune telling is a thing. And for, yeah. fortune telling is a big part of like most Asian cultures, not just in Japan. So, the manga has plots where fortune telling is a big thing too, mm-hmm. especially in, in some of the later stories. Um, tarot cards get brought in, even. Um, but I, it's it's pretty obvious she's very familiar with the stones because all the stones correlate with um the colors and the zodiac both the western and the eastern Mm -hmm. like you know growing up i was into all of that oh yeah so i was always amazed how much that was integrated into the manga even down to like the colors that they wear Mm -hmm. those are all very much in line with what you will find in um like like paganism and astrology and all that kind of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. The colors have meaning, too, you know? <laughs> yeah. In the anime, she's often dressed in greens, browns, and oranges, uh, mm-hmm. which I really like because browns and greens would be would make you think of trees. And because in Japanese, the word for Jupiter is mokuse, which means, like, star of wood or the or of tree. Um, the first... Right. So, Mercury, Venus... Mars and Jupiter are 
correlate to four of the five. Um, sorry, let me start again. Mercury, <laughs> Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn correlate to the five Chinese elements of fire, water, metal, wood, and earth. And so hers is wood. And so greens and browns for that. And then oranges, because when you look at Jupiter, what color stands out the most? What? When you look at the planet yes. Jupiter? What? What? Um, red and orange? Yep. And since they have to keep red for Mars, <laughs> yeah. oranges for Jupiter. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so it's something that I notice more this time around when watching. Um, uh huh. Because I mean, it's not always consistent. Like they can only stay within this color palette, but it does kind of fall in line with the Super Sentai mentality of like the the characters always wear the color that uh, their ranger form is. You know, Red right. Ranger always wears red outside of his outfit. Pink Ranger always wears pink outside of her outfit. They have different colors that are part of it, but they have to have that color. Yeah, I I like that they kind of have, like, when they're outside of their costume, they definitely have color schemes, but not necessarily a set color, which I think is neat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I like that she always has those earthen tones. I think it really fits. Yeah. I also like that between her and Minako, the two of them will often wear shorts or capris or pants compared to Usagi, Ami, and Rei. Uh-huh. Because Minako's very physical and and uh, Makoto is also pretty physical herself. Although Minako, like, revels in it and Makoto is just kind of like, this is just who I am. Yeah. <laughs> I really love... Yeah, that's true. I really love how girly she is. Even though people perceive her as being, like, tough and troublesome just because of how she looks. And... Um, yeah. A lot of Asian cultures are very much like you judge someone on their looks and their looks alone. Conformity is a very uh-huh. big thing, especially in Japan. And um, she kind of responds sort of in that way because people are going to treat her in a way. So she's just like, well, okay, if this is how you're going to be, I'm not going to I'm not going to try to convince you otherwise, because what's the point? But do you want to yeah, say you're how... you're already going to judge me by this standard. Exactly. But do you want to say how she and Usagi first start talking? I'm trying to remember exactly. You can't remember? I'm I'm blanking out right now. Okay. Uh, so they meet, uh, I think, incidentally, on the street. Because uh, Usagi's yeah. rushing to school and, like... A guy bump and like a guy bumps into Usagi and like starts getting mad at her and Jupiter kind of steps in and is like, "Hey, leave her alone." And Usagi's like, "I wonder who yeah. she is." And then is like, "Oh crap, I'm late," and runs to school, not knowing obviously because she's not wearing her school the same school uniform. And so when she finds out, oh, there's oh, this sh- new transfer student, Umino, who is like the the gossip of the school apparently. Um, he really is. He's very. But I I'm remembering now. Yeah, yeah it's, he's just like. She transferred in the middle of the year. She's from some place. People are saying that she got expelled from her old school for fighting. Like, she seems like a lot of trouble. And Isaki is really drawn to her and kind of, like, sneaks off to, to see what she's up to because 
it's lunchtime and she's eating by herself because she's a transfer student and she's new and people are intimidated by her. And she sees and she's got her a bento big and is like homemade bento. <laughs> <laughs> and Isaki, who is food motivated like the best of us, is like, "Hi." <laughs> and Umi, she cannot be a bad person if she has an awesome bento. Right, and Umi is in the background, like Isaki, be careful! Like you don't know what she could do to you. And it's straight up just like your bento is so cute. Like you're so lucky that your mom makes you cute bentos. And she's like, oh, no, I make these myself. I don't have a mom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But no, it's it's so cute. I do love how like she and Makoto just accepts her right away. Just like, yay, I have a friend. Immediately (laughs) offers to share food with her. And Isagi's just like, you can't be yeah. that bad. Like no one he like no one who can make a bento this like good looking and delicious could be a bad person. Right, exactly. Usagi's like, no, look it, this is adorable and it's delicious. We are friends forever. Mm-hmm. And then of course, like, they go through this Usagi's just like, okay, now that we're friends, I'm gonna take you to the arcade. <laughs> yeah. Where of course and- she immediately like does really well in the Sailor V game. And immediately falls in love with the arcade guy. Like she does every other guy she runs into at that time. Yeah. (laughs) I remember as a kid being really annoyed. Like, why does she keep falling for all of these guys? But as an adult, Mm kind of looking back, just be like, she's 14. Of course she's going to have crushes on dudes. Yeah. And there were always those teenage girls who got a crush on every single nice guy. Mm Mm-hmm. Every single guy who was cute and nice, they had a crush on. And um it happens. It's it's a teenage it's a teenage girl thing. It happens. Yeah, and it also makes sense because her parents are dead. We don't know who her caretakers are because they're never shown in either the manga or the anime. We know she's an orphan. We know yeah. she has somebody taking care of her because in order for her to transfer schools, there needs to be an adult to sign off on that transfer. So someone is, like, looking after her. There is some kind of fund that supports her. But in Japan, apparently, like, if a teenager wants to live somewhere else, if the adult is on board with that, you can just do that. We know that. Wow. Yeah. Her parents are dead. Her parents died in a plane crash. Yeah. So she's scared of planes because of that. Um, and we find out more about, we find that out in her side story. Um. But yeah, yeah, she's an orphan. She's the only person that comes onto the scene an orphan. Yeah. I I guess I never, like, I knew her parents were dead, but I never thought about the logistics of her being an orphan and living by herself. But it's like, I kind of feel like it's just like cartoon logic at that time. There were a lot of shows where you followed the children and like, where were the adults? Mm-hmm. You don't know. You know, they might, you might see, one character might have parents, like the main character might have parents, but nobody else has parents. <laughs> right, because it would just be too many characters. So I, yeah, so I, I don't think I ever really questioned it, it was just cartoon logic, and then if they did have parents, they were literally just carbon copies of the kids, except older and male, one male, one female, mm-hmm. you know? Um but yeah, that's that's interesting that, yeah, there had to have been some adults involved. And it really never covers, it, it must be some family member, I would guess, right? Probably, probably a distant family member. Um, mm-hmm. Well, or a family member that's just not as involved. Uh, probably yeah. an aunt or uncle on either side. 
Uh-huh. I bet you it's probably an uncle. And his wife <laughs> is probably just like, if she wants to leave, like, it's fine. Yeah. Said, yeah, go. Go live over there. Yeah, just going off of Fruits Basket logic, you know? Because <laughs> it's based in reality. From what I... From what I know about the culture based on Fruits Basket. <laughs> yeah. But no, I really did actually look this up because I was like, how is she allowed to live on her own at 14? Because the only way you could do that in the United States is if you were an emancipated minor. And uh, right. I don't think the same system exists in Japan. So I actually looked up like, how is she able to do this? And it's if she has family. Because this is something that occurs more than once in shoujo manga. This doesn't happen uh-huh. in shonen manga because in shonen manga they don't care about families. Yeah, yeah. All that matters is their friends. Yeah, like all that matters is like yeah. their journey and their friends and their rival and their enemies. And family does not count. I I think for girls, like there's more emphasis on interpersonal relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even want to say because uh, there's. There's the myth that women are more, there. well, people say that women are more emotional and stuff like that, but I think it's just societal expectations. Women are expected to be more involved with the family, mm-hmm. you know, and, and for guys, it's kind of like, yeah, 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 put that all aside. Your objective is what's most important. Yeah. You know. I think women. Winning the battles. I think women are. I want to say biologically better at communication. I think when it comes to mm-hmm. neuroscience, there's an actual scientific measurable difference between males and females. Mm-hmm. On average. On average. But um, definitely cultures emphasize that because if you have a man who's better at communicating, especially communicating emotionally, um, he would be shamed for doing that. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's not really much reward for sensitive males, yeah. you know, if there there are more on the sensitive side that's looked down upon. Yeah, because so because toxic I, masculinity I think, is enforced by both men and women. Yeah, yeah, you'll you'll have women shaming men for being too emotional, you know. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I I think it's just. It's common in shoujos because they're allowed to be emotional. Mm-hmm. They're allowed to develop those kinds of those kinds of um, relationships. Yeah, uh, and I think Makoto is a good character who demonstrates that. Uh, she's she's a really I really love the mix she is of the traditional masculine and the traditional feminine. Mm-hmm. You know. She she just so happens to be strong. She just so happens to be tall. But the person who she is and the person who she chooses to be is somebody much more feminine and emotional, conscientious of the feelings of her loved ones around her, and who takes on feminine roles like cooking and, um, you know. The flower arrangement. Flower arrangement flower is a big deal in Japan. Yeah. And she's very good at it. So, um, like Usagi, she also wants to be a bride, but she also has other career interests, which is to either run a bakery or to run a flower shop. Which is adorable. And she's a good ice skater. She's a good ice skater. This is something that I really liked 
in the anime because she's just naturally talented at ice skating. And it was the explanation that Artemis gives is that in the past life, she was also very good at this. So is the princess. But yeah. Usagi's not good at this in real life. And, um, that, yeah. But Jupiter still has this ability and it was just because she was so big and strong that she needed to have the finesse that's required in ice skating to coordinate herself. So it was a kind right. of training for her. And if we recall, and and the, the listeners can't see this, I'm going to jump my chest out. She has the most talent, <laughs> quote unquote. That comes next season. <laughs> oh, okay. I can't wait. <laughs> she has the most talent. Yeah, that comes in, in Sailor Moon R in the Doom Tree arc. But well, that's a teaser for you. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> to find out what that joke means. <laughs> it's possibly one of the best things to come out of the original English dub. I don't know if they kept it in the new English dub. That's just never... that's just for us. That's just for us oldies. Yeah, I don't know. I've because I've watched the new because I've watched the remastered one lately. But I'm watching it sub, so I don't know if they kept that. You know, as a wink to us newies. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, I guess I'll have to watch that episode. (laughs) But anyway, as Sailor Jupiter, she is unique in that she has two different types of attacks. Uh, I mean, I Uh guess like Sailor Mars does because she has, you know, the Hanafuda. But as Sailor Jupiter, her attacks are both based in plants and lightning. Mm -hmm. Because lightning for Mm -hmm. Jupiter, the Roman god, who's Zeus in, in Greece... And plant-based for the wood element of her planet, according to East Asian mysticism. So she'll have you really don't Supreme see... Thunder and Flower Hurricane. Yeah. You really don't see much other than the electric early on, though, right? In the anime, they focused only on Supreme Thunder, for the most part. Yeah. Because lightning is cooler than flowers, I guess. And that's where you see, really, <laughs> the difference between... The anime, which is done mostly by men, and the manga, which is done mostly by women, uh, in that yeah. they're going to focus on the cool lightning thing instead of, you know, flowers. It's why people pick Charmander over Bulbasaur. Right. Right. Uh, um, I know that in, I want to, I don't know if it's R or S, Coconut Cyclone is used. Oh, okay. I really love all the names of her attacks. They're really they're I, so I remember, pretty what is, and so powerful. Yeah, what is her her oak attack? Jupiter Oak on? Evolution. That's a Super Sailor Jupiter. Ah, I like the aesthetics of that mm-hmm. one. It's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> I like. And I like her. her even though yeah, Mina, flowers. Yeah, even though Mina is like Usagi's physical double, Makoto probably mm-hmm. has the most in common with Usagi. And that's probably, yeah, it's probably in line with like the Japanese blood type mentality, right? Where it's just because they're right. both O negatives. Because she's not good at school stuff. She wants to be a bride. But unlike Isagi, she's actually good at cooking. <laughs> yeah. They both value some of those feminine attributes, some of those traditionally feminine traits. Mm-hmm. Um, Makoto's just a little bit better at them. <laughs> Okay, she's a lot better at she's them. She's a lot, but she's the best at all of them when it comes to domestic stuff. Um, but there's right. a scene in the first season where, you know, 
the grades are posted and Isagi's like, uh, mom's going to be mad at me. And Makoto's like, you, you need to work harder. And Isagi's like, but look at your place. And it's literally two places ahead of Usagi. <sighs> so they're both pretty low ranked. And they both kind of do that. <sighs> yeah. It's... Makoto just doesn't have to answer to anybody. <laughs> it's so cute. And I love that when she finally comes in in the anime. Because it's like 26 episodes of Usagi, Rei, and Ami. And Ami is mostly like... She doesn't interfere with the the... Uh, banter between Isagi and Rei but Mako comes in and she's just like a breath of fresh air she's just more Mm -hmm. she's just got a good head on her shoulders you know like she comes in and she's she's kind of the adult in the room she is and of course like with her background being you know she's an orphan she takes care of herself she's probably had to raise herself in some way Um, because her parents die I think in her side story her parents die when she's like seven or eight so yeah. Oh, wow. So she was really young when they died. And um, she just kind of comes in she's and she's like, come on. And then you really see her weakness when she falls for guys that remind her of her senpai. Uh-huh. And the senpai thing really only appears like once or twice in the manga, but they really milk it uh-huh. in the anime. So that's like one of the things everybody remembers Sailor Jupiter for is that Sailor Jupiter is always thinking about her senpai. <laughs> Every guy reminds her so, of her senpai. Is is the senpai thing a trope? Because we see it a little bit now. I know literally it's like your senior. It's somebody in school. It would be like an upper class classman. Yeah. If you're at a job, it would be your uh, senior coworker, mm-hmm. and the the senpai kohai relationship is kind of like a, an apprentice type relationship. Yeah, right? it's like a mentor mentee. Um, yeah. Where is where is this crush thing come from? Because there's there's this, and then like in popular culture now. In popular anime culture now, you hear the senpai notice me type thing. I I think this has always existed in Japan because you'll see it in uh-huh. older shonen, not shonen, sorry, in older shoujo manga. Because like you, there's always a girl who has a crush on a senpai, whether like she's a first year in high school or a first year in middle school or or whatever. You know, it's always kind of like senpai, and so that's just sort of a trope that existed in anime and like a lot of like a lot of tropes in the early 2000s really got flangerized where it was really overemphasized Uh, in animes especially ones that came to the u.s like it kind of follows into like that moe moe sort of thing where it's just like senpai notice me yeah and like i don't think this originated with sailor moon i don't think no. I think this is continuing that tradition because you see it in older shoujo manga that there is this like, because we've all been there. I don't think there's a woman who exists, who identifies as a woman who hasn't been attracted to someone older mm-hmm. because the idea is that someone who is older than you has their stuff together. And uh this is like a thing in real life that i hate but there's all but like a lot of women are often told like you're so mature for your age so you want an older guy or an older man or an older woman 
to kind of match you because you're older than you see, than you really are, you know? I I think culturally it might even go further back than that mm-hmm. because if if you think about it throughout a lot of history uh, a woman's way up would be through a man. Mm-hmm. And so seeking somebody who's wealthier or more experienced or or you know more mature and assuming they're more mature we'd assume they're more experienced um so i i think it's built into the culture that women are supposed to be seeking somebody who's better off in some way and i i don't think that's like what's logically being thought about like outwardly being thought about as far as that yeah i don't think that's the case with her like for me what i think yeah her crushes on like on guys is really based on the fact that she doesn't really have a family and so right how do you how do you replace a family that's been lost you fall in love with someone and create a new family right yeah and it right. falls away a bit more as the manga continues because the sailor team grows and grows and so they become their own family. And so even though it's still something she wants, she still wants to be a bride, she still wants to have like, you know, this typical domestic life because that means stability and safety because that's what she had as a small child. Um, right. And I, she maybe that even it. plays into it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that does play into it. The fact that an older guy represents security mm-hmm. in a way you know yeah uh, maybe that's just reading way too deep into it but could be it could be could be a thing you know i find that she's of the inner century probably the most tragic because yeah she has all this sadness in her background but there's like no one really focuses on it like in story out of the story like even in her side story you know, the fact that she's scared of planes because her parents died in a plane crash um, is almost just incidental, you know, where it's just like, oh, like, this is why she is the way she is, like, because her parents are dead. Yeah. And she's kind of the only character who's kind of, like, poor, you know? <laughs> like, Usagi's pretty solid middle class. Mm-hmm. And, like, Ray is obviously from an affluent family. Mm-hmm. Ami's gotta be fairly affluent. Yeah. Especially as many, like, cram schools and stuff she can afford to do. Mm-hmm. But, but, Mako doesn't have any of that. Yeah. You know, she lives by herself, so she lives fairly modestly. Mm-hmm. She has to stretch every yen, essentially. She's the one who does the household yeah. budget. She's the one who does the grocery shopping. She's the one who does the cleaning. She takes care of the whole household, because it's just her. Right. Right. Um, She's the only one. It's sad. She's the only one I think could take care of. Like, every, all the other ones are taken care of already. Mm-hmm. The only character more tragic than Jupiter is Saturn. Yeah, but now we're getting into full-on abuse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jupiter's sadness is, is just bad luck. Saturn's is just... Uh, Hers, hers is actually malicious. Yeah, Saturn's is malicious. It's a lot of stuff. We'll talk to her when we get to her. We are a long way from Saturn. We, we will get there. Oof. And we are still recovering from 2020. We don't need this negativity right now. We really don't. We really don't need it. Um, Let's talk about bentos and pink flowers. <laughs> I do want to say 
when it comes to Jupiter is that she is consistently ranked lower than every other century. I think her and Pluto Uh usually bring in the rear, but I think Pluto is more popular than her. Pluto has a cool, dark air to her because, you know, god of death, um, and in this case, time. That whole thing gets confusing, but we'll get to that when we get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, uh, I think, I feel like Pluto at least has a cult following. Yeah. Um, I'm. It's upsetting that Jupiter doesn't rank higher because she's so precious. I there was. I really love her. There was this Japanese drama that I watched. I can't remember the name of it right now. Um, Kiari Kiari Pamu did the theme song for it called. Uh, Mm. Uh, Mondai girl or problem girl I wish I could remember it Mm -hmm. I can't remember it but one of the characters in it um, they're starting like a rooftop uh, cafe and so it's just like oh what color apron do you want and this one character is you know doesn't speak up to grab one of the other colors so she's left with green and she's like I'm always green and when, like, as the episode continues, like, she comes back to it, she's just like, I'm always green. I always end up green because everybody, when they played Sailor Moon, they don't say Sailor Moon, but, like, you know, they're talking about it. Everyone wanted red, uh-huh. pink, blue, yellow. Nobody wanted green, so I always got stuck with green. Oh. And so... You know what's interesting? Oh, go ahead. And so... I'll, I'll come back to it. If that's something that plays out in the playground, and there would, ha- you know... All of these, like Nakayoshi and pretty much every manga magazine has contests for most popular character. Jupiter consistently came in at the end. Like, she was not popular at all. And she's not popular in the U.S. either. Yeah, that's interesting. Especially because, like, here, a lot of people I know, either their favorite color is green or blue. You know, most people I think their favorite color is blue. Mm Mm-hmm. But the second to that is green. Um, I watched something recently. Here it is. So, is this the same one I watched? Yes, it is. On YouTube, characters, uh, the characters, the creator's name is Science Project 99. He has a video called Why is Green Never Used in Pretty Cure? And it's not never, but there's only, like, two characters. And if you know how long Pretty Cure has ran, that's not a lot. There's, like, two or three characters that are are green. And Pretty Cure runs several seasons. Oh, yikes. Um, Yeah, yeah. They've got tons of characters. Most of the time, I mean, the main colors are, like, pink, yellow. um, I'd say... And, like, blue and, and purple. But, like, there's barely any green at all. And I wonder why that is. Because green's such a pretty color. It's the color of Earth. It's the color of life. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I couldn't and I it, couldn't tell you. And green is one of those colors that's pretty universally flattering. Like, everybody can wear green. Now that I think about it, green is not a common color in Power Rangers or Super Sentai. Yeah. Like, green is, even like, almost never there. That's, it's strange. It's strange. I don't know. I don't know why. Is this, like, a Japanese thing? I don't know. 
I'd have to rewatch the video because I remember it was interesting, but I forget what his conclusion was. <laughs> so check it out. Science Project 99. We don't have the answer, but he has a theory. Go watch it. We don't have an answer, but the theory is that Japan hates green for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Our theory is that they just hate green. <laughs> you just hate green. Um... Well, yeah. Hashtag more love for green. Yeah, I don't know if it's because she doesn't fit the feminine ideal and she's not like boisterous and cute like Minako. You know? Yeah. Or like take charge as Rei or, you know, like smart and demure like Ami. Um, Yeah. I, I used know. to want to cosplay her because she's one of the characters that I actually looked most like, I felt like, when I was younger. Not in height, mm-hmm. by any means, because I'm only 5'2", but, <laughs> like, I had brown curly hair um, when I was about middle school age. That's because I permed my hair, but I... <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways, the 90s were wild, man. Yeah, I remember as a kid, because I was often, like, the few times Sailor Moon came up on the playground, it was just like, well, Isha has to be Sailor Mercury because she's smart. And I'm like, I do not identify with this character at all. (laughs) (laughs) You know, even though, like, you would think I would, because as a kid, like, I was good in school. I wanted to be a doctor, but I did not identify with Ami at all. And it wasn't until I was a little bit older and started reading the manga that... Even though I relate a lot to Sailor Saturn, Sailor Jupiter is more in line with who I want to be, to be kind of, to have Mm -hmm. that tough outside, but also have, like, that very maternal instinct, you know, to kind of cook for everyone and, you know, have a good home and take care of people. She's a very considerate character. She's very maternal. She's very loving. She's very... I feel like if you got a hug from each of the Sailor Senshi, Jupiter would probably give the best hug. Yeah. You know? I feel yeah. like Usagi would, like, be too distracted to give you a proper hug, you know? <laughs> I don't know. And but Minako yeah, would, like, smash like she... her face into your face on accident, <clears throat> yeah, and she's... Ami would be like, this makes me incredibly uncomfortable, and Rei is like, this is stupid. <laughs> Yeah, they 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 wouldn't give sincere hugs. Yeah. But yeah, I I feel like Makoto would give a good like matronly motherly type hug. Mhm. Um yeah, I agree. Let's see. That's a good question. Okay, if I'm thinking of what character people see me as versus who I I aspired to be. Growing up, I always identified as Usagi. Mm-hmm. I still identify as Usagi. But growing up, the character I wanted to be, I aspired to be, was definitely Haruka, Sailor Uranus. Yeah. And Haruka she is was who, so cool. Haruka is who Mako-chan actually looks up to. Like, she wants to be like her. Yeah. Which I mean, And fair. that's why... <laughs> and that's why, you know, I had brown curly hair. That's why I cut my hair down to a pixie and bleached it. So. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, she I, was a big reason why... I started doing that hairstyle. I had no idea. Yep. It's because I loved Haruka. And then I wondered why people thought I was lesbian. (laughs) Turns out they were only halfway right. (laughs) I mean, 
You're making yourself look like one of the most famous lesbian anime characters. <laughs> so, of course, they're going to think in that direction. It's also like a yeah. very classic lesbian thing to do to cut your hair into a pixie and to dye it. Yeah, but it's really awesome, too. And I don't mind being mistaken. I really don't. But then again, I'm also very bi, so. It's great, but it's such a trope at the same time. <laughs> yeah. But it was really cute on me. 10 out of 10, would do again. 10 out of 10, would do again. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what else is there to Jupiter. She trusts people way too easily. And so the betrayal always hurts. Oh, yeah. Because that happens oh, in episodes yeah, where she's me. like, no, but they wouldn't do this. And it's like, oh, honey. <laughs> when even yeah. when even Usagi's like, no, <laughs> like, don't trust your instincts when I, Usagi's like, no, 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 that doesn't seem right. Yeah. I wonder if that goes back to her desire to want to form a family. Probably. She just wants to give people the benefit of the doubt. She's so, she's so, um. Love starved. Like, yeah, love starved. Yeah. Poor baby. I know. I love her. The older I get, the more I love Sailor Moon and Sailor Jupiter. Because they're so and, relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Especially to, like, the woman that I've become. Definitely as a teenager. <laughs> You know, I couldn't identify as much with them. But as an adult, I'm just like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. No, I always identified with Usagi for sure. I'm just like, that's me. Usagi's ADD and that's me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you had a really had... obvious <laughs> a link. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I always, I always like, I always like Makoto as well. I always really liked Sailor Jupiter. Um... You always knew. Yeah. You, you know, like, nobody, like, she's not everyone's first pick, but she's everyone's first pick where it's like, which of these, which of these five would you pick to have your back in a fight? And it's like Jupiter, that one, the big one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's also, like, the person I would go have dinner with or any meal, really, but she cooks really great. Exactly. You know? <laughs> it's just like. Like, this is who the do you most... want to hang out and make sweets with? Yeah, this is the most reliable person. And I think that's maybe why she gets forgotten. Because this happens in real life, too. Like, the reliable friend, the friend that's always there for you. Like, that person often gets taken advantage of and is often forgotten when it comes to, to big group meetings. Yeah, and I, I think that's because you just assume they're going to be there, mm -hmm. you know? You're, they're just so dependable. Um, you don't feel like you have to bend over backwards for them because they're so accommodating. And we, we got to think about that a little bit more because that that comes with a price, whether we realize it or not. You know, there's the same people who get taken advantage of really easy. Yeah. And uh, when they realize the betrayal... Uh, they'll do exactly what Mako-chan does, which is to lift you over their heads and throw you away. <laughs> or sadly, more often they retreat, mm -hmm. you know, and retreat into themselves and kind of disappear. Yeah. And you wonder, oh, hey, whatever happened to so-and-so? And you don't even realize that you just neglected them. Mm -hmm. 
but it's so be nice to your makotos. Yeah, be nice to your <laughs> makochans. If you have a Sailor Jupiter in your life, be good to them. Give them something. Talk to them. Send them a text message, even if it's just like a little heart yes. emoji. Love your love your Sailor yes. Jupiters. But yeah, wrapping up. <laughs> Jupiter Jupiter awareness Jupiter awareness day. Jupiter awareness day December fifth. That's her birthday. Mark it on your calendar. Yes. Celebrate her. Uh, the day and message and message that dependable friend yeah. of yours. It's funny. The day that we're recording this is actually on Sailor Uranus's birthday. So. Oh, is it? Yeah. I know. Ha-ha. I know all the Senshi's birthdays. It's actually really sad. <laughs> and, I don't even know all my sister's birthdays. Important so. stuff. Like I don't need to know that. I need to know the birthdays of every single Sailor Senshi. It's fine. You always remember my birthday, though. I'm I am the birthday keeper. I'm pretty sure, like yeah. every member of my immediate family, now that I'm no longer reminding them about birthdays, have forgotten everybody's birthdays. I've gotten better about remembering what month your birthday is, and then trying to figure out which day it is. Yeah, and it's been almost twenty years. Yep. <laughs> it's fine. You remember? But I got the month down. You got the month down, but it's fine. You remember your birthday, and that's what you need for forms. <laughs> yes. Uh, it took me forever to remember my social, which is no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um. <laughs> Which is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Um, yep. <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. Anyway, if you'd like to contact us, we really only have one way, which is email. You can email us at oshiokio the podcast at gmail.com. That's O S H I K O S H I O. I always forget how to spell this because I picture the spelling in Japanese. And so trying to spell it in English is weird. Oh, That's okay. Stare at it. O-S-H-I-O-K-I-Y-O, the podcast, T-H-E podcast at gmail.com. Uh, wherever you find us, please rate and review us positively. Share this with your friends. Um, hopefully, you know, we get some listeners. It'd be nice. And we get some email. That'd be nice, too. Uh, but until next time, skinny go at that. Oh, shit.